welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing there, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It is May 11th. 1996. It is. Time's flying by. That's right. It's your birthday's coming up. It, yeah. Not I'm too excited. far away. Age undisclosed. <laughs> What'd you get me? Yeah, you'll, you'll see what I got you. Oh, nothing. You won't be able to miss what I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got something real good planned for you. What? I feel like I should be afraid. Okay. That seems like a, a word of fear, huh? Something real good. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> you think I'm planning a double homicide or something? Like, what is going on? Maybe. <laughs> you a, are really interested in serial killers. What a weird way to take that. <laughs> it sounded ominous and sarcastic all at the same time. Really? It was supposed to sound sexy. Oh. Apparently when I try to sound sexy, <laughs> I sound o- ominous and sarcastic. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Pillow talk is great, isn't it? It is. <laughs> you know, in the Sri Lankan tribes, they shrink people's heads. What in the actual fuck? It's ominous. There's no sarcasm there, though. Not. Whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what? We need to we need to banter today because there's no news today. We I mean we could we could banter today or we could just give the people I, what they want. What they want is our banter. <laughs> I somehow I, doubt that. I scoured the newspaper this week. And there was nothing of any interest. Wow. Yeah, go look. How does that happen? Go look, people. Well, go look if you want to. I believe you. May 6th through 10th, <laughs> 1996. Fine. I, I defy you to find some news. Yep. If you find some news, write to us. It's, what, did you just take a hit? <laughs> what was that? I defy you to take some You're like... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Massive late fee. retro late fee. What the fuck is it called? Retro late fee nineteen ninety four at aol dot com. There you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck, man? What? What is this new <laughs> character you're debuting? <laughs> First of all, strong silent type. Which is really bad for an auditory medium. Lots of goofy faces. Also bad for an auditory medium. And you're a stoner character, I guess? Are you a cross between, like, Velma and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? Oh my goodness. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I don't... Now I'm just picturing Velma and Shaggy's babies. Oh my god. It's pretty frightening. Could you like them them in bed, right? The, again, bed talk. But that would have to that have to be Jankies, Zoinks. Oh my god. <laughs> I could see it though. It's like a bed it's like the bed bed spring squeaking. Jankies, Zoinks, Jankies, Zoinks. Oh god. And then she'd be asking him to uh wear one of those those things, the uh, Things that go around your neck, you know, like you mean an ascot? Yes, that's it. She'd be like, "But you have to wear an ascot for me, baby," because she wants him to be like Fred. Yeah, I I never really got that she had a thing for Fred. I figured she did more of a thing for Daphne. Oh wait, Velma. I was thinking of Daphne. Oh my god! <laughs> we are off the fucking rails. <laughs> Oh, this this show, this episode is more of a disaster than the movie we watched. Oh my goodness. I liked the movie we watched. But it's a disaster movie. Yeah. But it was really good. 
Okay. And it was like a perfect kind of disaster. Well, we'll talk about it. <clears throat> that's 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 the new character, right? The perfect kind of disaster. Hey, you're supposed to be nice to me. It's almost my birthday. For two weeks? <laughs> I have to be nice to you for two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be dating if I had to be nice to you for two two straight weeks in a row. If you I, wanted a nice guy, you would have you would have gone for Richard. <laughs> who the fuck is Richard? I don't know. What well, was name name an ex boyfriend of yours that was a nice guy? There aren't any. Wayne. I didn't date any nice guys. Come on. Mm-mm. Not one nice guy. Nope. All right. Well, you're lost, I guess. I don't know. It's, I don't know where to go from, from there. <laughs> Speaking of nice guys, though, <laughs> the star of the show we watched is a nice guy. You think? He seems like a nice guy, doesn't he? I guess Michael J. Fox seems yeah. like a nice guy. Does he seem like know. a nice guy in real life? I mean, he's probably a dick because he's, you know. <laughs> why would you? Why would you? That's like saying Tom Hanks is probably a dick. Why would you say? Jimmy Stewart was probably a dick, right? <laughs> you really put Michael J. Fox up there with uh, Tom Hanks and Jimmy Stewart. Wow. Well, no. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what the fuck? That's Jimmy Stewart being a dick. Seriously. I don't. Yeah, what do you mean? I put him up there. What do you mean put him up there? As a star or as a nice guy? As a nice guy. Yeah, of course. Well, why? He seems like he's Canadian, one. Two. Okay. He seems like a really nice guy. Doesn't he seem like? So are you telling me Marty the, McFly himself? You're telling me the entire country of Canada is just full of nice guys. Yeah. So your boyfriend should have been from Canada. I guess I better go across the border to. Wow. What is it? What <laughs> is this? The end? No. You're talking about going to get a Canadian boyfriend. I'm. I'm just talking about finding nice. Guys, I already have a nice guy. It's just, you know, what you started with the thing. And I'm not see, trying to say anything see, about you. See, Canadian boyfriends are nice and Canadian girlfriends are imaginary. <laughs> you know, all those guys are like, oh, I have a girl. Oh, she lives in Canada. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't know, <laughs> you wouldn't know her. I think that's only a Michigan thing. Um, I bet I bet they do that in Maine, too. Yeah. And maybe Montana. New York. Yeah. Um. Uh, North Dakota. California. California isn't about uh, border Canada. No. No, it's got Oregon and Washington in between it. Washington borders Canada. Mm. This has been uh, <laughs> massive geography. Right. What state's border Canada edition? <laughs> Next week, Mexico. No, I'm sorry, people. I um I had some of those, like, you know, diet caffeine pill things today. Like, kind of like Kelly Taylor, but... Oh, yeah. 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 The stuff yeah. that you're... Plus, it was just, it was just a little while ago, Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. about a week ago, and you're still hungover. A little bit. I also had surgery today. Yeah, I mean that's a little grandiose of a turn for it. But... <laughs> I had a thing cut off my body. Oh my god! Be less specific. <laughs> She got uh, female uh, uh, castration, whatever they call it. They cut off your clitoris. Oh, God, don't even say that. Oh, my God. That's like the worst thing I can imagine. In some African nations, they do that. I know, and that's terrible. Yeah, I agree. It is. Don't joke about it. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I won't. (sighs) Okay, back to Michael J. Fox. You're not going to tell them what you had to cut off your body? Okay, fine. I mean, it's boring, but I have a skin tag on my eyelid. And no longer. And now I have a giant uh, black dot on my yeah. eyelid. Now it just looks like a blind priest uh, gave you the ashes on Ash Wednesday. That's what it looks like. Where's your forehead? Weird. <laughs> Dynamite drop in there. Way to keep the comedy bit going. <laughs> you know you love me Michael J. Fox Yes Michael Johnson Fox So he's Canadian Yeah And that's proof that he's good Oh my what the fuck How are we still on this 
I don't know. I don't understand how. Like, I I thought it was pretty universal that he seemed like a nice guy. I mean, he does, but isn't that just like Michael Keaton? Like, isn't it just that personality like carrying over? Michael Keaton. No, that's the guy you. You prefer? Are, wait, are you saying Alex P. Keaton? <laughs> That's what I meant. So you choose his most like sarcastic and dickish role <laughs> as the example of, of the nice guy. Well, I mean, he's not a nice guy in this episode. Marty of, uh... McFly. Why is he not a nice guy? He's not. He doesn't want his sperm stolen. <laughs> yeah, not... what a dick! <laughs> I'm not saying he's a dick. He should have. He should. He. he she took. She cut off a piece of him. <laughs> Kept it. She didn't cut it off. No, she dripped Ugh. it. So, okay, so maybe we should tell people what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, we watched Spin City. Which I really like. It's it, a fun show. This is the first time I've ever seen it. It's first season of Spin City. It's almost, first season's almost over. But uh, I think there's one more episode after this, and then it's, they're wrapping up the first season. Who knows if they'll be back. But I think they're doing well ratings-wise, and it was enjoyable. Yeah. There's uh, one of my favorite Jewish character actresses in it. Who? Richard Kind. Is he Jewish? <laughs> what the hell? I can just hear Larry David laughing at that question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's Jewish. I'm Richard Kind. Hi, everybody. <laughs> he plays like the goofy dumb dude. You know what I think is weird? Is His name is Paul in this show, and it's also Paul... And mad about you, or is it? Paul is the the is, yeah no is never the mind main character. Yeah no, but he is in that show. He's very busy. Yes, he's in Mad About You as well. He's a busy busy man. Yeah, he's in demand. Richard Kind's in demand. <laughs> Just having a lovely time. I think I do a really good Richard Kind impersonation. You do. Uh anyway, also Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is in this movie. Movie? TV show. Yeah. They decided to, they, they created a, a television show and they said, let's cast it with people from hit 80s movies. <laughs> Michael J. Fox, the guy that played Cameron. I, I don't know his real name. Right. Barry Bostwick. Yeah, I'm not going to be any help with that. That's the guy that plays the mayor. Okay. Who I think is supposed to be dumb. Yes. But he very. didn't. But he didn't really seem dumb in this episode. But and there are a lot of episodes where he does. It's like he's the mayor, but like Michael J. Fox's character like carries everything. Gotcha. Which is hard because he's so small. <laughs> yeah, his suits are enormous on him. You're right. It's really, really big boxy suits. He looks like he's playing dress up. He absolutely does. But that's how I feel if I ever put on a suit. Even if it fits, I feel like I'm playing dress up. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. You know who guest starred in this episode uh that, that I was I was very happy about? Uh JK Simmons. Oh yeah. He plays uh he was a barber on Pete and Pete. He's like a character actor. He's done some Pete and Pete. Yeah, it's a, a Nickelodeon TV show. Mm. He played this like weird barber. He's got he's got a very distinct voice. <laughs> he's very uh and I mean, I was excited about it, and I know a little bit about him because he's from here. He's from Michigan. Michigan, Michigan's own J.K. Simmons. He has a cool voice. Yeah, he does. I could see him doing. Uh, I don't know. I could see him doing something like really, like a really out there kind of character, like like almost hyper realistic, larger than life kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I mean, definitely large. Yeah, he sounds large and in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of this room. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the uh, the plot of this episode, and like I said, I jumped in the middle of this, but it's a sitcom, so it's not super hard to follow. You kind of get the the dynamics pretty pretty well. The guy that plays Cameron, his like I didn't get much from his character, uh, so I don't know exactly what he's supposed to be. And then there's the girl, the. The, I, I assume the love interest character. The guy who plays Cameron, is he the dark-haired, younger gentleman? He No, he's the one with the spiky the spiky dark hair. Uh, dark hair or gray hair? Well, it's graying, yes. Yeah, okay. No, the, the younger guy, that's the one I really got uh, a Paul, Richard Kind, and, um, and the young guy that you're talking about with the dark hair, 
those are the two that I was like, I really, I, I understand their character. Cause mm. he's just like, he's kind of just a moron. Yeah. But anyway, so it starts off with, uh, he's talking to him and I, it's, it sounds like they grew up together, I guess. Richard Kind and, and Michael J. Fox. And he's like, yeah, you, oh, you went to that uh, Catholic school or whatever. You remember being in there? And he's like, oh, you remember this nun? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I still have nightmares from it and everything. <laughs> I still can't use my knuckles properly, whatever he says. I kind of missed that, that they they actually both went to the school or whatever. I don't know if they both went to the school, but he was talking to him about him going to the school like he knew that, like they were very familiar with each other. Right. So I don't know if he also went to the school with him or they just like grew up in the same neighborhood or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, so it seemed like they were very familiar with each other's childhoods. Yeah. Uh, okay. and, and that's kind of the impression that I got. But anyway, so the, the nurse is right behind her, right behind him. And the nurse? The <laughs> nun? Yeah. Oh boy, it's gonna be a long night. I might have nerve. Yeah, yeah, I'm the I'm the problem on the show. I'm glad you finally admit it. I would like that for a birthday present. What just that as a loop? Just that. If I could get an "I'm wrong" and an "I'm sorry," that would be even better. Should I? You want me to give you a clean one? Yeah. I'm the problem with the show. There you go. I'm wrong. Yes. I'm sorry. Hell yes. All right. Happy birthday to me. All right, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> Th- those parts will just be edited out. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, I don't know. Would you t- talk okay. about the episode. So, Michael J. Fox, whatever the fuck his name, I don't know the character's Mike. name in the show. His name Mike. is Mike. Okay. Mike. Uh, that's why I couldn't think of anything he other than Mike. He can't remember. He can't remember other names. On the they they originally in Back to the Future, the character's name was Larry McFly, but he was like, "I'm never going to be able to respond to that." And they so they compromised eventually, and they got to a name that was kind of like Mike with Marty. Right. <laughs> why else would you name a character Marty? So he, why not? What about how, Marty Crane? How many heard? <laughs> what? First of all, I loved the indignance in your face <laughs> when you were like, what about Marty Crane? And second of all, how often have you heard him referred to as Marty Crane and not Martin Crane? Lots. Come on. Like, I don't think they hardly ever call him Martin. Who calls him Marty? Uh, His friends. Well, his kids call him dad. Yeah. How often do we see his friends? Um... When he goes to, it's like, not the show Friends. It's the show Frasier. When he goes to the pub and stuff, I think he even introduces himself to people as Marty. Okay, whatever. And we gotta watch some more Frasier. Yeah, I love Frasier's highbrow comedy. I do. Okay, so Mike is having a staff meeting in his office, mm-hmm. and and when they wrap up, they're all like, "No, no, you need to tell us about your your date and whether or not you're breaking up with your girlfriend," because they're like comparing his love life to a soap opera that they get to listen to all the time. Right. And he admits that he is going to break up with his girlfriend. <clears throat> so he's all nervous about doing that. And Why does he want to break up with her? I don't remember. Do you? Because she's she likes to ride the line between, like, what did he say, exciting or on the edge and total loony tunes. Yeah, there you go. Basically, she's insane. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. So he tries to break up with her, but she mentions that she wants to have his babies. She goes, yeah, she said, I want to have a kid, and I want to have a kid with you. Yeah. And then she says, if we're not on the same page in this, then I'd have to break up with you. Which he sees as as a convenient out. Right, this is his exit. So he's like, oh, I guess it's just not going to work out. And he's all, like, happy and relieved. Mm -hmm. And then when he's trying to leave, she's like, wait a minute. You know, just because we're not going to spend the rest of our lives together doesn't mean we can't spend tonight together. Yeah, and like an idiot. Like, who doesn't 
see that as a step into my web, said the spider to the fly. Right. She just said she wants to have your babies and you're going to put your penis inside her? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, so they do. They do it. And it's really, we- it's really weird that they graphically show it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that special uh, premium cable version of the right, show. ABC uh, at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox like is I am a nice guy. <laughs> he kept saying, but I mean, this is the only. This is why I say we can't say he he comes off as a nice guy. I mean, he does have sex with this girl that he just broke up with. Yeah, what a what a monster! He accepts uh, sex from a woman offering it to him. <laughs> not saying that he's not a nice guy. I'm saying that he's not. I said he was a nice guy, not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's not like overtly nice. I guess. Covertly that's, that's his, nice. That's his character, though. I'm talking about him in real life. <laughs> okay. But, <clears throat> so she shows up at work, I think, to see him. Yeah. I think, he you know, he calls her into his work. Oh, yeah. That's because it. his, his, he's talking about what happened, and the girls in the office are like, oh, you had sex with her right after you broke up? Yeah, you didn't bring up. And they're like, that's makeup sex. Right. Any sex within 24 hours of a breakup is makeup sex. Do you agree? No. I mean, obviously, in their situation, it was very specifically not makeup sex because of the way she propositioned him. But I could see it being confusing and blurring some lines in all, most situations. I've had I've had exit interview sex before. <gasps> you have? Yeah. I've Aww. had go out with a bang sex. Hmm. I have. Yeah. Okay. That silenced you. Don't like to think about that. I didn't ask you to think. Yeah, but my brain does its thing. Just like the sun. What? Oh, you don't even remember the crazy things you said on the show anymore. (laughs) No, apparently not. You said, last week you said, uh, let the sun do its thing. Because you wanted to put... Oh, sun in in my hair. Sun in in your hair and let the sun do its thing. Yeah. I said the sun was well known for doing its thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so he calls her in to verify that they are indeed broken up. Yeah. And once that's done. He's like an accountant. <laughs> here's, here's the facts. Can you verify this? Is this when she tells him? Tells him what? That she stole his guys. Yeah. Yeah. So she tells him. That she's going to have his baby. She's like, oh, I like you so much. You have such a good sense of humor. And that's why I'm so glad I'm having your babies. He's like, what? You're pregnant? No, but I'm going to be. Because she took the condom. Yeah. And froze it. Who doesn't take the condom? What? He should be taking the condom. I take the condom from every girl. Well, not anymore, but I've taken the condom from every from every sexual encounter I've been in. Ew. Just in case this happens. Ew. You take it, you tie it off so it doesn't spill, and then you throw it away in a garbage can of your choice away from the woman. Uh, that seems a little weird. You really? You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Like, you're going to walk around with a full condom tied off in your pocket until you find a garbage that's away from the woman? Is it weird that I, uh, that I shit in a box and then, uh, dispose, like, bury that so that, uh, the government scientists can't get it if you flush it on the <laughs> So you're saying you want to be roommates with uh, Brad Pitt in the uh, mental asylum. Oh, yeah. yeah. Twelve monkeys. Got it. Yeah. I'd rather be in three monkeys. I think... I think you part- want to be in three monkeys, <laughs> huh? <laughs> you got to take that out of context. You said in it, the not movie. me. Because it was the one in 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Like Jaws 3D. It came out It came out during that time of 3D being popular. You're Remember ju- that 3D renaissance in, in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, I went and saw uh, Freddy is Dead in 3D with my dad. I think it was Freddy is Dead. We watched that. And... <laughs> And, no, not Freddy's Dead. And, and did it for the it, show. I think Dream Warriors is yeah, the Yeah, that's the one. About. That's the one. Thank you. Dream Warriors was the one that was in 3D. Because <laughs> of the pizza thing and everything, right? That's Dream Warriors. 
I remember pizza. I don't remember pizza in 3D. He turns everyone's head into, or everyone's head into, like, pepperonis or whatever. Yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah. But I just don't remember that scene in 3D. But I might have been shutting my eyes. Because I was little. What? I was little. Not that little. Little enough that I didn't want to see. Or were you? Who knows? Right. Keep it vague, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Always want to be so specific. Anyway, so what were we talking about? We were talking about condoms and the fact that you take them with you. I don't, though. I know. Nobody would, because no one would assume that anyone would be this deranged. I guess. But anyways, it she... a woman we're dealing with, though, so... Hey. <laughs> so he's he's freaking out. Like, who wouldn't be? This is kind of like rape. I mean... Well, it's a violation of sorts, for sure. I mean, because she's, like, forcing him to procreate. Well, what's weird is the the one guy, the black guy on the team, the bald black guy from Arliss, uh, says... Arliss is a TV show on HBO. I know you don't know it with Robert Wall because you don't have cable, but whatever. Right. Anyway, so he says... To him, uh, the legal ramifications are murky at best. There's not basically what he says is it's it's a gray area legally. Like he couldn't necessarily sue her to not impregnate herself with his sperm, which seems incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how much case law there is on something like that, but it, it seems like that'd be pretty clearly against the law. You would think, but. What if I harvested some girl's eggs and said I'm going to impregnate, uh, I'm going to implant them in another womb, impregnate them, and have the, those babies? Pretty sure that'd be a violation. Here's the difference, though. The eggs aren't in the garbage can in your house. What if I collected her periods? Ew. Could you do that? No. Could you take, could you take the egg from that and, and make it viable? No, you freak. I'm, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. I'm just trying to figure out a way to make it fit your analogy. I mean, I'm pretty sure the egg's like microscopic, like like the same size as yeah, a sperm. Yeah, sperm's huge, right? Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like, and that's one egg. Like sperm, there's at least a bunch of. How are you going to find that one microscopic egg and all that blood? And I'm pretty sure that it's like not good anymore once it gets... Expelled. It's expired. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I don't know, honey. I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> because she stole his guys. Yeah. As Richard Kind says, uh, we need you to, to release one, maybe two million of the hostages. <laughs> that was so funny. How many sperm are in one load? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't know. I know it's millions, but I don't know how many. I don't know. I think it depends on the guy. You yeah, know? probably. But what I don't get about this episode, okay, is he's trying to get her to give him back his sperm. He yeah. he gets his buddies to break into her house to try to get it. Well, yeah. They on, steal the wrong thing. They go into her freezer and steal frozen yogurt instead. And somehow she realizes that that occurred, so she padlocks her freezer. Her frozen yogurt's not there anymore. (laughs) She came in for a delicious thing of frozen yogurt. You would check, right? Like, if you had sperm in your freezer, you'd be real, like, paranoid about checking to make sure, right? That you had the right thing before you just put a spoon in it. Oh, You wouldn't be blind blind eating anything. Ew. Gross. Well, why is this yogurt so salty? <laughs> why do you think it's salty? And like, why do you think you know what it tastes like? That's a little. Well, that's what everybody says. I, I don't think it's salty. No. No. Hmm. <laughs> well, what is it then? Well, I mean, it really depends on what you eat. Okay. <laughs> it can vary in flavor. Interesting. I've never asked. <laughs> but I mean, it wouldn't be like a blanket. It's salty. That, that would not be my description. All right. Anyway, 
So she padlocks her freezer. Okay. Now, like you had said at one point, it seems like maybe she would have already done it. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't. She hasn't, and and we're just you know assume, like how does he know that though? Like he's she's got to she's got to go in and, and unpadlock that thing every time she wants a dish of ice cream. Right. So it seems very inconvenient. <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess she's just waiting for her ovulation cycle or whatever. Why not just take it to? Oh yeah, well, I guess if she took it to, like a sperm bank or something, it'd be that would be expensive. Suspect too. No, not that's. Well, I guess yeah. I guess if you're coming with your own sample, right? Yeah, I just got this at home. Yeah, can you imagine? No, I've never been to a sperm bank. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I never said you had. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, our reasons for going would be very different, right? But. Anyways, uh, there's a blackout, and the power goes out in the freezer, and his sample is ruined, so right. she's all out of luck. God fixes it. It's funny. Basically. But I don't know. It's Deus I think, ex machina. I think in, like, 18 years, you know, he's going to find out that she'd already done it. And, Season 18 of this, right? of this show. <laughs> and she'll just never have told him. There you go. Well, writers of Spin City, there's a plot line for you. Yeah. Season 18, go ahead and write that in. Keep that one in your hat. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of the show overall? I thought it was hilarious. I was was laughing out loud the whole time. I liked it. I like Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) Even though apparently there's pushback on that, but I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying... Not overtly. Okay. Okay. It's not an overtly nice guy. Probably a secret asshole is what Kara say. <laughs> About Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Let's just put that on record. Oh, I'll tell you what else we'll put on record. We watched a movie. That's we it. did. Done. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> there was actually... More Mad About You crossover. Yeah, that's true. One more. Helen Hunt. Yep. Because <laughs> she... It's the Mad About You episode. She stars in Twister. You think she got made fun of when she was a little girl? Why? Helen. Her last name rhymes with... Oh. You know, I never thought about that ever. I would think that bullies, that'd be, bullies would be ripe for that. That's one of my least favorite words. <laughs> Why well, didn't say it? Because <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Oh, I hope not. I hope nobody ever did that to her. I wonder. That's not her. That's that's like her real name, right? It's not a stage name, and it's not like a married name. I don't know. That's her real maiden name. I have no Helen clue. Helen Hunt. Maybe. The kids will think of any anything. Yeah. They made fun of my dad. Why? My I I asked my dad one time if he if he liked his middle name. His middle name is Cheever, and he was like, "No, I hate it." And I said, "Why?" And he was like, "Kids used to make fun of me." And I was like, "How?" And he goes, uh, "They'd be like John Cheater." <laughs> that was like that just makes me feel bad for your bullies. <laughs> they couldn't come up with anything better than Cheater, right? It's the lamest fucking insult I've ever heard in my life. That's pretty bad. It's not even a rhyme, and it's just a stupid like it's 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 barely an insult. Cheater. Well, they're cheaters. Speaking of cheaters, Bill uh, Bill Paxson's uh, borderline a cheater in this movie. Why do you say that? Because he's he's gonna marry Jamie Gertz, and then he's like, nah. Uh, he didn't cheat. No, not technically, but, I mean, he said to her over the radio, he says to Helen Hunt over the radio, Bo, by the way, Twister's the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we saw Twister. It's the title, so you should know. But, yeah, he says to, he's like, like, oh, you got me or whatever, he says to Helen Hunt. Yeah. And, and Jamie Gertz hears it over the radio, and she's like, I'm out. Yeah. 
Well, that was really shitty. But I mean, like, he didn't kiss her or anything. No. He just professed his undying love. You know, that's so much better. It just seems really weird. How long do you think they were separated for? Oh, not long enough, obviously. <laughs> I mean, long enough for him to meet someone else and get engaged. But she says, like, you know, how many women were there in between? He's like, there was nobody in between you and her, you know that, or whatever. And it's like, it seems like they've been separated for a while. It, it has to have been at least one year. I would say more than that. And, I mean, like, they were working, but they were working on the same project that she is working on still. But how, how you know, it, I mean, it seems like he was there at the conception phase. Yeah. And now it's just been finished. So that could have taken a while. Okay, so a couple years, maybe. Yeah, I'd say at least two, maybe three. Yeah. I don't know, but, I mean, it was obvious that they had more chemistry. Oh, palpable chemistry on screen. So Bill Paxson and Helen Hunt. I mean, they definitely should have stayed together. She's the tough, no-nonsense, stand-up-for-herself woman that Bill Paxson needs in his life. They both have strong personalities. Yes. That's why I think they fight. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, it might not work out. I yeah. mean, like. Maybe they he should have been with Jamie Gertz. Yeah. I mean, they obviously care about each other a lot. I mean, at least he was married to Helen Hunt. He he got to go off and have sex with Jamie Gertz. <laughs> and then uh, and then he gets to be with Helen Hunt again. That's a win yeah. for him. I guess. <laughs> I bet you Helen Hunt was all by herself the whole time. Yeah, because she's married to that job. Yeah. She was trying to avenge her father's death by finding the tornado that killed. Yeah, the the, the movie. It's a real Moby Dick type thing. The movie starts out showing that this tornado like sucks her father out of their storm. Because by, by the way, her father makes the stupidest decision <laughs> of anyone in any movie ever. Right. But I mean, he's just trying to save his family. But. His family was fine. <laughs> but he didn't know. He's like, this huge fucking tornado's coming. They're in their storm sh- shelter, and the door starts, like, rattling, the door to the storm sh- shelter. So I guess he thought that, like, the the tornado was, like, uh, a killer or something, like, trying to break in. <laughs> and he had to keep that door closed at all costs. So he goes over and he's holding the door. And the whole time he's like, I can't hold it. I can't hold it anymore. I can't hold it anymore. While his wife and and young daughter stare at him. And then the door comes off and he just gets almost hilariously. It looks kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Gets sucked into this tornado. Like I expected to see a witch on a broomstick. (laughs) Like cackling as he got sucked in. But guess what? His family... Perfectly fine, because they were a few feet away from the door. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think there was any way for anyone to know that they wouldn't have also been sucked out. I mean, I guess it just seems really dumb. Yeah, it would have it would have been more dramatic and made more sense if he holds the door, it bursts open, he gets sucked in, and then the mom and the daughter start getting also pulled in, and then the the tornado just kind of dissipates like it like they it does a couple times mm-hmm. in in this movie where the tornado's going and it's just like just kind of gossamer like disappears if that this one had done that so it was like he did save them like his sacrifice actually meant something yeah he bought them just enough time with his own life to not also get sucked up that would have that would have made more sense uh, just logically, it would for his character because this way his character just seems like an idiot. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's sad though. Like I wasn't like sitting there watching and thinking, "Oh, you fucking idiot!" I was like sad. Well, I was thinking, "You fucking idiot," <laughs> but I was. It was also sad because his wife and daughter watch him get sucked out, and they're like crying and screaming and stuff. Right, and the dog's just like, eh, "I got saved." I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, the dog made it. Yeah, it looked like the dog was that. that it was weird to include the dog because it looked like the, that was going to be a problem. She was going to ha- like she was going to run back to try to get the dog. The dad was going to save her, and then her doing that caused his death. 
But that didn't happen at all. Right. The dog just jumped down from the bed and was a little late following them out, but got in there. (laughs) But yeah, so she's forever traumatized, and this has, you know, informed her entire life. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's very uh, Ahab, Moby Dick kind of feelings here, because, which doesn't make a ton of sense, she... She wants to create this Dorothy, this uh, thing, that device that can go inside the tornado and read all the inner things that are happening inside of a tornado so they can get a better idea of how they move and how they form and be able to warn people more, right? But they also kind of weave through this plot her, like defiance at these tornadoes. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like she wants to kill these tornadoes. To her detriment in a couple different instances. Like, the first one where she's like, you know, go across the field and stuff, and she's like, they're they're trying to hide under the bridge, her and Bill Paxson, to not be murdered by this tornado. And she goes on, and she's like, I want to see it. <laughs> she's, it was so weird. But it's not that she wants to kill the tornado. She wants to, she's curious, like, what happened to her father. That's why she wants to know what's going on inside the tornado. She she wants to know what happened to him. She wants <laughs> she to feel, see it. She thinks that, like, uh, she puts those things inside the tornado and her dad's going to be like, I'm okay, honey. <laughs> I live in all tornadoes. Now. Oh, my God. This is what happens. I get, I get all the free milk I want, too, because there's cows <laughs> going around. See, they like, like a cow being tossed around by this tornado. Yeah. That's funny. I, I, suppo- I suppose that happens. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the horses outran it, but cows don't run. <laughs> <laughs> See, tornadoes are a tornadoes coming around the, the horizon. All the horses are like, they're running away. They're like, hey, come on, guys, let's go. The, the cows look and they're like, they just shrug and they're like, we don't run. <laughs> they were just accepting our fate. Right. <laughs> But I, I I loved the movie because it was just kind of like thrilling, like an adventure, like seeing all the tornadoes and. This is my least favorite kind of movie. Okay. Like the the disaster, kind of the you know like apocalypse, global destruction, natural disaster, that kind of stuff. The, this type of movie, don't really like them. The, you know, the, for instance, uh, like the Poseidon adventure. I mean, that's a little bit less of one like that, but, uh, you know, like, the, like big disaster, right? Like the Poseidon adventure or, um, I'm trying to think of a, some other ones, like the Towering Inferno or whatever. See, I don't like that stuff, right? But this one was pretty good. Yeah. I don't, I didn't love the movie, but... You know, the, the writing was pretty tight, uh, and the acting was great. Mm. A lot of lot of good actors in the movie, and uh, they do. You know, they they all work well together. There's a there's a like she's got a whole crew of crazy different you know worst <laughs> storm chasers, and they all sort of have their own personality without it really even being you know, established. There's not, there's not a lot of room of like, let's develop this character, let's develop that character, but they all have their own unique little flair that kind of defines them. Even if it's only, you know, like half a scene (laughs) each of them get in that little amount of time, they do say and do things that kind of give us a little bit of an insight as to who they are. And most of them are weird because people that, Chase storms would be weird. They seem fun though. They seem like the kind of people I'd want to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. In don't the middle, you think? in the middle of an F five tornado. I mean, like it looks cool, but I wouldn't actually want to do that. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't mind. Like, I don't know, hanging out with these people. The thing they would I, be fun for game night. You the, know, the thing I thought was dumb. The thing I thought that was, that was the dumbest thing in the movie, mm-hmm. and that it didn't need at all was Princess Bride's own Carrie Elways <laughs> and his crew. First of all, we didn't we didn't need them. They didn't play hardly any role in the movie at all. Tension. But really? That much like they weren't 
it wasn't that much tension. The the villains should be the tornadoes. Like there's enough tension when your script is people driving towards tornadoes. <laughs> like there's enough tension there to not have like a like a human villain. Eh. You know what I mean? Like it didn't I didn't uh I didn't love their inclusion in the movie. I don't think it added much in the movie. And I like I just felt really bad when they died in yeah. the movie. I was like that seems that seems over the top cuz he was a little arrogant. Yeah. You know, and like he was kind of a jerk, so he deserves to get sucked up by a tornado. It's not not like he was a like a, some arch villain or something. It just I don't know, it seemed really weird. And the line that that I mean, it's the dumbest line I think of any in any movie that I've seen this year, okay. at, at least, is Bill Paxson explaining to Jamie Kurtz about Carrie Always' crew. He's in it for the money, not the science. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I Like, I get Jamie Kurtz's character. I know why she's there. Mm-hmm. She's there because she's uh, for us. She's for the audience. Hmm. She's the one that doesn't know what's going on. That makes sense. So everyone has to explain it to her, and thus we learn about it. You know, that's that makes that makes sense. So her character makes sense. The other characters make sense. Carrie Always' character didn't make a lot of sense to me. Okay. I get it. I mean, the, I think it added just a, a little bit more elements to the story. but It's a check for Carrie Always, I guess, so that's good, because <laughs> I like him. But. I didn't like the way they died, though. I thought it was, yeah. I think they should have just been defeated. That would have like, I, th- I don't think funny. they should have been killed by a tornado. <gasps> that's why they were there, though, because they wanted someone to be killed by a tornado. Well, yeah, that's it was body count. Yeah. yeah. That's all. I agree. They were there just for fodder. <laughs> but it's like, we could've, you could have just killed some... You, you could have just... I mean, they're in, they're in the Midwest. You could have just whipped up a couple racists. <laughs> a couple people would be like... Uh, Oh, all these, you know, like, you know, N-words coming through uh, the town and stuff like that. We hate them. And then they get killed by a tornado. Yeah. That could have worked. They could have killed her aunt. (laughs) And her dog. Yeah. But they saved her, which was awesome. Yeah, that's that's her redemption arc, I guess. Helen Hunt's. Yeah. What was Helen Hunt's character's arc in this movie? Like, she started out where and ended up where? How did her character change through the movie? I don't know that her character changed. I think she just moved from point A of having nothing to point B, having both succeeded and getting her love interest. Yeah, but that's not that's not very interesting as far as character development goes. Just like stuff happens to character. But I mean, like she, so she started out, she started out where she was sad that her dad was killed by a tornado, mm. and she wanted to provide extra warning time for people, right? Because she was in it for the science, not the money. Because <laughs> God hates money, and I don't know. Like, did she find peace? That's what I want to know. Did she find peace at the end of the movie? And I don't think the movie really tells us. I think she did. I think that, you know, I mean, she it, it worked. They got the data they wanted, and, and she got her man. What I think is funny, too, is they, they released this Dorothy into the, the tornado, right? Mm-hmm. And then immediately, one of the female scientists there, she's looking at all the data. She's like, we're getting data already. And she's, you know, she's the one that's the expert reading the data, I guess, because she's the one in front of the computers. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she's like reading the data and stuff, and she's like, "It's about to turn left," <laughs> and it does turn left. She's like, "They got so much information that she knows how exactly how they're going to move now." It yeah, seems I guess a that's little weird. It seems a little far fetched, but I mean, I guess. Well, maybe she could just see which way the winds were going. But I here's a, maybe, and, and maybe they could. I don't know because I don't know anything about tornadoes, and they didn't really explain too much about tornadoes. No. But I think that's probably good. That they didn't explain too much about tornadoes because I think that I think that would probably bog the movie down. Yeah, if they went into like they explained the Fujita scale, which are, is the scale by which they measure intensity of tornadoes, and they explained the suck zone. 
which I don't think is a is a scientific term. No. The actor even says it's not a scientific term, but it's I guess it's the area in which you're going to get sucked up by the tornado. Right. And, and then that's the, pretty much all they explain, right? The you know the other spot though, not the suck zone, but like when you're kind of like oh, in the middle of it. Yeah, like in the heart of a storm, yeah. yeah. Which is that a thing? I don't even know. I don't know if that's a thing with tornadoes or not or if they just made it up. I don't know. Cuz I know so. like you can be in like the eye of a hurricane and stuff like that and you know it's very calm in the eye. I mean a tornado is a hurricane on land. So No, they're they're different. They're, it's a different process. Okay. I think. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure they're a different process. Like similar but different. Okay. Probably. I don't know. You know, I you don't see a lot of tornadoes over water. Right. Cuz they're not called tornadoes when they're over water. You think they're you think just a tornado forming over the water is that's what a hurricane is. Oh, not anymore cuz of the way you're looking at me. <laughs> but that is what I thought. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll go to the library. Okay. And we'll look it up. We'll watch the Weather Channel. And if I'm wrong, and you're right about it, then I'll play the I'm wrong in a loop. Okay. So if you guys heard the I'm wrong in a loop earlier, then that means that I was wrong, and Carol's (laughs) right, it's a tornado over water. And if you hear the, what was the other thing you wanted me to say over and over again? Um, I'm sorry? If you hear the other thing. And I don't remember what the other thing was. Yeah. Well, if you hear the other thing, then I was right. <laughs> okay. I'm just doing it out of love for Carol. Yay. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I didn't love it. I didn't like it as much as you did, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. And I recommend you go see it in the theater. Oh, for sure. It's not going to be the same if you wait for it to come to Blockbuster and you rent it. And you watch it on your TV in your house. Yeah, get your butts to the theater. It's not going to be the same experience. To get the full experience, you're going to want to see it in the theater. Yep. Anyway, that is it for the episode. Carol, why don't you tell the people what to think and do and say (laughs) to their humans? Okay, well, what you should do is write us at latefee1994 com. Do it. What you should say is, hey, check out these tapes. Right. And, uh, to your friends. Right. Or random people on the street. You, you could just stand on a building and shout at them. Do cool. it without context. Just tap somebody on the shoulder in the street and say, check out these tapes. And uh, what you should think is, you know, we're cool. And you should go to, we are cool. and, and go to patreon.com slash retrolatefee. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk to you next time. All right, bye.